1: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, let's do this. First and Pod, you know the drill. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. coming to you once a week, plus breaking news throughout the offseason. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Almost draft season, pony. How are people in Pittsburgh feeling about the draft? Are they excited for it? I know in Chicago, it's basically dominated three
0: months of talk. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's not the same as what you guys have because of having the number one pick originally and, and the trade that got made in NFL draft history. But, yeah, there's a sensation. I mean, we're the offensive tackles in corners here, and it still dominates the conversation. So, absolutely, man. I'm ready to do this. We're going to do the first 10 picks of the draft and alternate picks and just kind of go. uh, To me, I put a little bit of thought in this, but I almost want it to be a knee jerk reaction kind of thing. You make a pick and then I go and kind of without too much thought, just tell you what I would do if I were in that team spot.
1: Yeah, so I'll do the odd numbers and you'll do the evens in terms of like who makes the pick, but we'll both discuss each one that we do. And I uh, I feel like I've put a lot of thought into it because I've been thinking so much about one through nine and how it's going to fall for yeah. the Bears. But on the yep. next two weeks episodes when we do 11 through 20 and then 21 through 32, I'll be much more off the cuff uh, probably like you are today. But so Carolina obviously trades with the Bears. They trade away DJ Moore and they get the first pick and they're obviously doing it for a quarterback and they're doing it for Frank Reich, but they're given a quarterback, not a number one receiver, but pretty good offensive line have Adam Thielen, have DJ Chark. So it's not a terrible situation uh, for a rookie quarterback, offensive head coach, good line, very good defense and a winnable division. Um, I think that they have aspirations to be in the playoffs. I don't think they did this for Anthony Richardson, the biggest project quarterback in the draft. And I think that Frank Reich's history suggests that he likes bigger quarterbacks. And I think CJ Stroud, what he showed in the college football playoff of actually turning on the mobility, uh, that's going to be the thing that puts him over the top. And I'm also following the gambling markets. He was three to one to have the number one pick. Uh, when the Bears had it, and he went to minus 200 uh, when the trade was made. So I will trust the markets and Frank Reich's history with size, and for the Carolina Panthers, select C.J. Stroud.
0: So a couple things for me on this. Chris Mortensen said today that, this is on Thursday night, that the pick will be Bryce Young. And when Chris Mortensen says something, Apparently, because he's old and not on television all the time anymore, it just doesn't carry the same weight as an Adam Schefter. Because if Schefter had said this, the number you just gave me for Stroud would be about minus 2,000 for Bryce Young right now. So I think it's interesting that someone who pretty much invented the NFL insider job is saying something as unequivocally as Mortensen. And yet it really did not make huge headline news today. Dove Kleiman tweeted it out, which is all that guy does. And it made the rounds, but I thought it was going to have a much bigger reaction than it did. So I think if the pick will end up being young, Mortensen will look good. If it's Stroud, Mortensen's done this for 40 years and probably doesn't give an F anymore. Um, The other thing about the Stroud pick for me is this. I think he's the third quarterback that I would take. I think I would be much more interested in Richardson and more interested in Young, even though I would have to accept the fact that he's very small and quarterbacks that small have not really succeeded. But Stroud, to me, Danny, outside of the Georgia game, which he was awesome in, I I did not think he was a great quarterback this year. At least based on, I know the numbers are good but he did not have the type of season that I thought screamed number one overall pick. And when the season ended, most draft people and college football experts agreed with me on that, that he was not a better player than Bryce Young. The college football, the, the, the Georgia game was very
1: impressive. Uh, the combine was good. The interviews apparently have been excellent, uh, but I'm with you. Listen, I I would take Anthony Richardson. I, I'm all about ceiling. Like, what, do, what does it matter if the quarterback busts or if he's the 15th best quarterback in the draft? You still don't have anything special. You, you should try for special. So I would take Richardson, but I think we're doing this based on what we think they will do. Yes. I think the goal is what they will do here. So uh, the pick is C.J. Stroud. Go ahead, sir, for the Houston Texans.
0: Okay. So this is a Nick Casario Patriots – type organization so to me the obvious pick that people are going to want to make for them here is Bryce Young I am not going to do that I don't think they'll take Young with this pick now I know the Saban influence is there and if it's not Young people will go bananas but I'm going to shock you Danny I think the pick will be Will Anderson. Oh, you are out of your mind. No, no, I'm not. We've seen, if you look at what? What do you mean? Why are you doing this? I'm going to say Will Anderson to Houston with the second pick. Why are you shaking your head? People that are listening to this podcast can't see your facial expressions. Why are you so mad about this? Okay, well,
1: just Spencer... When this gets out there, just make it very clear that that was a pony contrarian. He's trying to get clicks. No, and it's not. You're, you're trying to get invited on Houston radio. I, no, I'm I know, not. I know what you're doing. I get it. It's no, very I'm not. Cute. It's adorable. First of all, well, you should bet on it then because he's 10 to 1 to, okay. to, to, to go second overall. I will. Okay? You, and you, so you think Houston will actually, he will be a Texan at two? Why wouldn't they trade down? Well, I it. didn't
0: know. I thought I didn't know that was an option here. I didn't know that trading down is something we can do. That wasn't told in the pre-show. And now Spencer is following up on that. No trades. Keep it simple. Thank you, Danny. Don't try to overcomplicate our podcast and draft okay. show. Sorry. Okay. Here's right. something I'll go by with this one. Okay, that backs me up on it. Lance Zierline, who does radio in Houston. And whose dad was the Steelers offensive line coach for a number of years. And then I think got in trouble and might have been fired because he sent out, he committed an act that all of us have had nightmares about. I'm pretty sure he, he hit send all on a pornographic email. And it went all the way up to the top, including Roger Goodell. And I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how his career ended in in pro football. We can have Spencer fact check that for us. So he works for NFL.com. He's a very good draft analyst. And my, I don't know, all of those draft profiles on the NFL's website are written by him. He's done it for a long time. His dad was in football. He's a talk show host in Houston. His mock draft this week did not have the Texans taking a quarterback at two. So to me, if there's somebody in the draft like Cognoscenti, who has their fingers on the pulse of what the Texans are going to do, it's Line. And he thinks that they could take a defensive player. And I think it's possible too. I wonder, like, the young size thing, I do think scares people. I really think it does. And Houston's got another first-round pick. I'm just, they might fall in love with a guy. They took Jadavian on Clowney one. We've seen them. Mario Williams... They've done this before and I think it might happen again. Will Anderson.
1: Yeah, that's just idiotic. Well, um, you can
0: you can tell Lance Zierlein that who's been in Houston radio for a very long time and it's a very successful show and writes all of the draft stuff for the NFL's website. Make sure he hears that. And I by the way, ha- my story's right. His dad did get in trouble for porn.
1: I'd be I'd be happy to say that to him. Uh <laughs> you don't just like so the idea would be what to just be awful again for the third straight year post to Sean Watson and tank again for Caleb Williams like when are they taking
0: a quarterback I guess in next year's draft but if they don't love young if they like Stroud why would they take a guy there just to take one take Richardson Maybe they don't like. He only started thirteen college games, Danny. His college tape stinks. Okay,
1: okay. I mean, I, I I think that that is crazy. I, I think that they are so quarterback needy, and they traded away Deshaun Watson to wait again to wait a. Four. Oh, I'm
0: sorry that I didn't just print Mel Kiper's draft out before we did this podcast and just stole his picks. My apologies.
1: I I just can't I can't believe that the Houston Texans are taking a, a pass rusher. And just could just pop. Well, my good another friend Mike Meltzer, games.
0: who is no doubt going to listen back to this, will send us a text as soon as this podcast posts. And my guess is he will agree with me on it. And I will take will point that out. Bet. And he will point out that the zero line theory is a very good one. Okay. So now for Arizona,
1: I have to make a pick for Arizona that it does not involve a trade, even though, even though in this scenario, they would one. Thousand percent trade the pick.
0: Yes, you do. And if you want to take a quarterback, then we can really make this a spicy podcast. No, Would you-
1: you've 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 ru- you've ruined. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have not ruined anything. I've ruined nothing.
1: You are- you've ru- you've ruined the pod. <laughs> you you've ruined <laughs> the integrity of. No, this i have pod. not.
0: I've only added to the integrity of no. it. No.
1: There are there are no trades, and Houston hasn't selected a quarterback. Don't get
0: on me for the trade thing. That's not me. That, that you're lashing out at Spencer now.
1: Uh, okay. The Cardinals in this scenario. Yep. I guess. So they so Zach Allen left in free agency. JJ Watt retired. Retired. Yep. So they need edge rushers, they need interior rushers. They need they need, bas- they, they need basically everything on defense, right?
0: They need everything everywhere. In my opinion,
1: I will say um, that they, they will take have a very
0: highly paid quarterback.
1: I will say in this scenario Jalen Carter is too risky that they will take Tyree Wilson. That they okay. would ta- that they would take the freak of nature edge rusher who with the crazy long arms that they would think could maybe be the Chandler Jones replacement could be the guy that is dominant. And if he would have played with more talent around him on the line would have had production like a Will Anderson, but didn't because he was getting double and triple teamed. So I will say that the Texas Tech edge rusher goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I mean, yeah, they need everything, but I can. You see them taking the
0: risk on Jalen Carter at three? They should. If in this scenario, that this would remind me of the Jeff Okuda pick by Detroit when he went third, and look at all the great players that went after him. I mean, Detroit could have had Justin Herbert if they wanted to going back in that draft. Um, this would be to me a disaster. Not a disaster but this is the guy to me that would be like Andre Wadsworth all over again for Arizona to go back into the past. Um, you know, I think it's like Dante Fowler when he went to Jacksonville, somebody like that, where it's like this guy keeps getting mocked in the top tens of drafts. I say of all the guys that are considered a consensus top pick, this is the player that the media and the fans know the absolute least about. He's he, I know he plays an important position, on defense, you've got to get pressure on the quarterback. And I'm not saying that he won't be good, but a defensive player from Texas Tech, my God. I mean, most people as the college football season was going on had absolutely no clue who this guy was. Zero. So I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying you're going out on a limb with this pick because I've seen him even mock to Arizona at three. But it just like. Is that going to do anything for that fan base or that team? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I think
1: that they are in a disastrous situation. You know, they 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 hired a defensive head coach that would lead them, me to think that. I mean, I I think like I, I think they're trading the pick. Yeah. Uh, I I think that most likely what is happening is that someone is trading up and it's going to go QB 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 um, in this spot. And they maybe even trade one spot with Indy uh, if Indy feels like like the Raiders are going to trade up from seven. Um, So that's what I think is actually going to happen. But again, in this scenario, uh, I think they just take a guy who checks all the boxes character wise, checks all the boxes athleticism wise, and they trust their uh, new head coach to coach
0: him up. Yeah, their new head coach, who was the defensive coordinator, who was absolutely abysmal, in the Super yeah, Bowl.
1: That's correct. That's correct.
0: Hey, I mean, uh, they hired him. Yes. And their owner was making secret surreptitious calls to their GM while he was suspended by the league. That was a good story. Well, welcome that was to Arizona, Arizona, Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Uh number four, Bryce Young to the Colts because the owner is gonna make the GM do it in this scenario, no matter who the GM likes. Ballard could say Jalen Carter's the next Joe Green, and Jeff Ursay would pull out one of his. Elvis guitars and he'd like dedicate a song to Bryce young in the war room. And he'd call him to like, welcome him on being the next generational quarterback in Indianapolis. Um, I would say for as much mockery as you gave me over my second pick. uh, I think this is the team that young will end up playing for. So you can get on me for the scenario with what I did with the Houston pick. But I don't know what the betting markets say about who will like who. Who will the Colts pick? Like who will be the Colts' first-round pick? I think you can bet on props like that. Although in my state you can't because it's a Quaker state and we don't get to bet on NFL draft props. But I think Bryce Young will end up a Colt, unless, well, unless the Chris Mortensen reporting is right, which I think it could be. But I would lot, say that Colts... A lot of qualifiers there. Oh, I know. Yes. Now I'm just going off on a tangent here. I'm rattled after you ripped my second pick.
1: Yeah. Like, um, by the way, speaking of Jim Ursay, did, did he come and play a concert in Pittsburgh? Because he, he came on our show to promote his in Chicago. His collection is like even crazy. Wait a minute. He was on your show? Yeah, I wasn't there. We t- oh my god. Dude, I wasn't I was out that day. My producer. Told him that we were WXRT, the the like the rock station, which he like is obsessed with, and he he came on, and he like answered questions, and it was it was a wild experience. Dude, he has Wright Thompson's convertible, like this guy has every guitar, every car, every possible piece of memorabilia you can have and he has legitimate real high-end musicians that he just pays six figures to to gig with him so that he can feel like he's in a real rock band
0: and somebody told me i don't i don't think i got this from mcafee but i might have gotten it from listening to him that he has a little room in the in the owner's box at colts games which is like a little glass room that he goes in to smoke cigarettes while he's watching the game Swag to be like respectful towards the other guests about like smoking in a public place, but also gets very nervous during games and wants to change smoke while watching the Colts. So he has just a clear glass room that he's just ripping heaters in it. Yeah. I mean, I love, let's be honest. If I had been born into incredible wealth, like Jim Ursay, I think I would attempt to do the same thing. Yeah. I would do a and, lot of really weird idiosyncratic things. Yes, that, and you know, I think one of those is going to be telling a football guy GM to take Bryce Young, which might yeah. end up being the right move anyways. I'm not the biggest Bryce Young guy, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, ne- neither neither am I, but I definitely think that they would be thrilled to get the second quarterback in the draft instead of the third, which is, I think, more likely their outcome. Um, Seattle, if I'm making the pick for them – Do
0: it. Just do it. You want to do it. You want to do it. I know what you want to do. But I don't think he's going here. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Whoever you don't pick, I'm going to take with the next pick. Because I think Seattle and Detroit are very, very similar in terms of, like, what they could do if the board breaks the way that it has so far. I think you could... I think two players will go back to back here. And it's just a matter of in which order they go. So it's your move, Chief.
1: Well, I think Jalen Carter's going to the Lions. Okay. Because they added Draymond Jones and Jerron Reed in okay. So you're seat. not but you're
0: not making the Lions pick. You're making Seattle's pick right now. I'm aware. I'm aware of that, you're Thank filibustering.
1: You. You're stalling. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Come on.
0: Who do you think they're gonna pick? I'm not. This is not how it works. I'm not giving you my picks now. You're making the odd picks. I'm making the even picks.
1: Oh right, well, then I'm taking. All Jaylen. you've done
0: is hem and haw and criticize other people's picks here so far. Come on. Oh right,
1: then I'm taking Jalen Carter. Thank you. I'm taking Jalen Carter then. I don't believe it, but I'm taking Jalen Carter just to screw you. That's, why don't you why don't you think Seattle would take him? Because they're offseason moves, you're saying? Yeah, because of their offseason moves, and I think that they would rather have an edge rusher. And I think that they're more likely to take Tyree Wilson, but I had to pick him in Arizona's spot because yeah. you know what I mean? Because I think that Will Anderson, it, like if Will Anderson's on the board, they're taking him for sure. And then I think that they would rather have Tyree Wilson. So I think this is one spot early for Jalen Carter, but obviously he's an unbelievable talent. And Draymond Jones has some versatility with him, as does Reed. And you can never have too many good players on a defensive line. That'll be Pete Carroll's argument. I could see Christian Gonzalez here, though, uh, with the geographic proximity in the Pacific Northwest and just taking the stud athlete corner. Um, so I was between I was between Jalen Carter and Christian Gonzalez for this. Bet. Okay. Based well, on how our board fell. Again, I think they're gonna take I, one of the edge rushers in reality, but based on how our board yeah. fell, I was between Carter and Gonzalez.
0: Yeah, I could totally see Carroll doing this. I could absolutely see him going with Carter and just going for the guy that if all things were equal, is probably the absolute best player in this draft and has had a rough couple of months. But I think Carroll is a defensive coach and as a player's coach is the type of guy that thinks he can get the best out of him. So I think it's a good pick, and I think it's something that could absolutely happen. So that was one half of the back-to-back picks that I was predicting. I thought you might take Anthony Richardson there as the guy to, to learn behind um, Geno Smith for a year or two. Yeah. And I know how much help Detroit, Detroit needs on defense. But I think if Anthony Richardson is still there at six, and we're not allowed to make trades, I'm going to put Anthony Richardson in Detroit. Why are you shaking your head? Well, sixteen to one uh, is the
1: Lions to take Anthony Richardson. Yep. So you have you have picked a ten to one and a sixteen to one. Yeah. Uh, so so far, so you should be getting very rich based on your picks. Our mock draft is going to be mocked and ridiculed all over no, it's the not. internet. No, yes. it's not.
0: Okay. So wait a minute. You don't. You think that Jared Goff and the way he played last year means that the Lions are out of the mix for a quarterback? I do. Wow, dude. He had
1: forty-four hundred yards and seven interceptions last year. Yeah. They have. Arguably the best offensive line in football. They brought back their offensive coordinator. Yep. Jameson Williams looked amazing. They've got two good receivers. Like, they are in a very good spot offensively. And they need serious defensive help at all three levels of the defense. So, I think it is I, – I think that Jalen Carter is probably going to Detroit. And it'll be Jalen Carter – and Aiden Hutchinson in back-to-back drafts. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: Well, they've already – they they signed Cam Sutton. They drafted Akuda in the top five. Uh, I don't yeah, think Yeah, but he take,
1: ruptured his Achilles. Like, they they, okay. they signed three secondary players this offseason. They signed yeah. uh, Gardner so Johnson. So, I don't
0: think they'd take Devin Witherspoon with this pick. I don't, I don't either. Think, I don't think they take Christian Gonzalez. So, if Wilson and Anderson are gone, who are they taking here? On defense.
1: But I'm saying, okay, but what, let's let's say that I would have taken Gonzalez. Would you have taken Carter or Anderson or Richardson? I
0: probably, w- I probably would have taken Carter, but okay. I don't know why you th- uh, Look, Jared Goff does not have a long-term deal there. If they're smart, they're not going to give him one. You said that you would consider Anthony Richardson with the number one overall pick. Yes. They had a quarterback that up until last year was looked at as a below average quarterback, a replacement level quarterback on a big contract. I mean, I think they would be derelict derelict of duty if the board broke this way and they didn't have a serious conversation about Richardson. Because they've got an ideal scenario. He sits for at least a year behind Goff, and it's an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. That's how I would look at it. And
1: yeah, and you still have the 18th pick to draft defense. I yes.
0: understand. I, understand. So I don't know why you're thinking the internet's going to hate this pick. The internet should love this pick. WXYT in Detroit should friggin' have me on it. John Jansen should have me on the show to talk about this pick. There's a good I think pick. that you're
1: making picks to book yourself on radio interviews. That's what I
0: think is happening. I think that Spencer's going to back me up on this. This is a quality pick, Anthony Richardson to Detroit. Um, Listen, I, I think that...
1: If you think that you've got Pat Mahomes waiting in the wings, obviously it's never a bad time to draft a star quarterback. Like I, I'm not gonna just, dis- I'm not gonna dis- So they got
0: your number in my draft. They got your number one overall quarterback with the sixth pick. That's good.
1: That is good. That is that that is good. Don't believe that that's going to happen. Well, with the seventh pick, I think the fourth quarterback comes off the board, and Will Levis goes to Vegas. Oh, God. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But quarterbacks get overdrafted. He's got a huge arm, and Mm. Josh McDaniels needs to sell hope because he has no solution. So he needs to hope that he has salvation in the quarterback from Kentucky that can throw the ball through the uprights from his knees, like Jamarcus Russell. And I think that they will talk themselves into arm talent and upside and McDaniels grooming a quarterback and taking a step back, but that's, it's overwhelmingly likely not to work Mm -hmm. uh, both because of the prospect and because of the coach and because of the division and because of the owner and everything that goes with it. But I will be shocked if they don't take a quarterback in this scenario, they would take Will Levis And I think that on April 27th, it's very possible that they trade up as high as the three
0: with Arizona to take a quarterback. Well, I could actually see them making a trade with Houston to get up to two to take Young. Yeah. I could see that. Um, A few things on if this happened. I I would be shocked by Levis because he doesn't seem to fit what the New England guys go after in quarterbacks. So it's been Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Jarrett Stidham. Like they seem to always value smarts and accuracy and processing and things like that over just the raw physical skills. And I know that McDaniels drafted Tebow when he was in Denver. I think that was a vanity pick. I think that was a hubris thing. I think at the time he was thinking, I'm basically the Messiah. And, I, and Tebow would like that as a religious guy. And thought that like everything, you know, whatever he touched turned to gold. Uh, if he did this again, then he's learned nothing from his first failure as a coach. And to bring Garoppolo in there and then followed up with a guy who's like the antithesis of Garoppolo would be very interesting to me. The other thing on Levis is that I just can't figure out. I see people constantly mock him in the top 10 and have him as a quarterback that has a high first-round grade. And then I really, from the same people, they don't say very complimentary things about the guy. It's like everyone lumps him in with the other three quarterbacks and thinks he's going to be a top 10 pick. But, like, people just do it and they don't agree with it. Do you know what I mean? It's like they almost feel like they have to mock him in spots like we just did. But then it's followed up with, like, yeah, I don't think this guy's going to succeed or make it as an NFL quarterback. I mean, it's because you've watched drafts, right?
1: You've seen how teams do this. Like, Zach Wilson was drafted ahead of Justin Fields. As was Trey
0: Lance. These like these things just happen. And right, ha- but I, I know they do, Danny, but what I'm saying is I would not be surprised if two things happened. If Hendon Hooker at the end of the day went before Will Levis, and Levis had a super slide where he went either very late in the first round where a team like made a deal to take him, or he just fell out of the first round altogether. That would not surprise me. All I heard last year studying this stuff was Malik Willis was going to be a first-round pick. And then two quarterbacks went before him, and he waited like 90 picks to come off the board. You know who Will Levis, though, is going
1: gonna, is gonna to owe a lot of money to when he is a top-10 pick? Josh Allen? Correct. Correct. The Uncle Rico arm, throw it over that mountain, and some coach is going to say, This guy is just a talented piece of clay that I can mold. And it's okay if he completes 54% of his passes the first year or two, because we are going to give him stability, continuity, and build around him and be patient. Because if we do what, uh, if we do in Vegas in this scenario, what they did in Buffalo with Josh Allen, eventually we'll have a guy throwing for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. That's that's what they're going to say. Yeah. All right, Atlanta.
0: Well, let me just start by saying that Atlanta has made a lot of funny picks lately. For example, they took Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase. Now, everyone loved that pick when it happened, but imagine if they had done that and they had Jamar Chase there right now. They took Drake London last year, who had an okay year but they could have had Garrett, they could have Garrett Wilson who looks way better yeah. so they could have Garrett it's not out of the question they could have Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase right now yeah on that team if they had drafted and picked the right guys so they have neither they really don't have a quarterback i really don't like this roster whatsoever so there are a number of different ways that i could go with that pick with this pick i really think i could put anybody in this spot who's left on the board and make a reasonable argument for why the guy is the right pick for them. I really do believe that. So, you know, I'm I'm tempted here to do something else that you're going to get mad at me for. Okay, I'm very tempted, and I think I'm going to do it because I think it's the most interesting thing. I'm going to mock Bijan Robinson to the Falcons at eight, and you're shaking your head again, Arthur Smith. One with Derrick Henry. Arthur, they might They might do something crazy where they look at the available players in this scenario and say to themselves, okay, Peter Skoronsky, is he a tackle or is he a guard? Paris Johnson, how good is this guy? Broderick Jones, going through the tackles. Christian, they already have a good corner there. Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez. Or they take this running back who guys like Daniel Jeremiah are saying he might be the best player in the entire draft, even though he has a very, very short shelf-like as a running back. And we've learned that taking running backs in the first round is never a good idea. But you're going to go with Desmond Ritter, I guess, as your quarterback. I can see them saying the hell with it. We're going to give him the best running back that's come out of college since, I don't know. Zeke Elliott or Christian McCaffrey. So there you go. That's my pick. Well, he's eight to one to go to Atlanta. The odds say
1: Dallas, Cincy, the Chargers, and the Commanders. Uh,
0: well, they pick before all those teams. So there you go. They yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get the same. Uh, I can, you think, say in, can you Can you think of a more obvious pick for them in this spot than what I just did? Is there an obvious pick? No, I, th- I think that they, w- they would be disappointed with how this this draft fell
1: because I think they probably won an edge rusher, uh, and I think that they'd also be tempted on Jalen Carter. So I think they'd be disappointed that Anderson, Wilson, and Carter are all off the board in this spot. Um, I, think, I think if I was going to go skill position for them, I maybe would go Jackson Smith and Jigba over Robinson just because yeah. of value there and they need another pass catcher. I don't mind that. Um, But in this – but I also like best player available at a premium position, you know, yeah, they have A.J. Terrell at corner, but you need three or four in the modern NFL. So top corner on the board is never a bad pick in this
0: spot. But can't you see the offensive coach there getting restless? And being like, I've won with a running back. I'm going to try yeah. to do the same thing here. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't like
1: running backs in the top ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be that would be shocking to me. But he's a hell of a player. I we did a topic on like if he was there at nine, and I told you that he was going to be Dalvin Cook. Would you draft him? No. If I told you he was going to be Alvin Kamara, would you draft him? If I told no. you he was going to be Christian McCaffrey, like how good would he have to be for you to be cool with them using the ninth overall pick on him? And I basically said he
0: had to be Christian McCaffrey. Here's what this pick would do for Atlanta in all seriousness. I think of all the players they could take with this pick, he would give the Falcons the best chance of winning – like he would affect, I think, their odds of winning the South the most right now, of any player. In a yeah, division, maybe for next year, you know. I'm saying in 2023. Yeah, that's what.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, man. Any team that drafts him, their fan base should be incredibly excited because he makes your team much more interesting and much more watchable but it's not like a long-term foundational piece and it's not a premium position and it's an awesome draft uh, for running backs. So for the Bears now, I'm in an interesting spot because I think there's a really good chance that the top player on their board is a corner in this okay. scenario. Um, but they need a three technique and a tackle and an edge rusher So much worse than they need a corner. Yeah. You know, because they've got a pretty good secondary, right? They've got Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker at safety. Jalen Johnson's a very solid number one corner. They used the second round pick on Kyler Gordon, like who got a ton of snaps as a rookie. Like they've got a pretty good young secondary. So I don't think they would take Witherspoon or Gonzalez but I absolutely think one of those guys might be tops on their board in this scenario. Uh, Skaronsky would be debated. Lucas Van Ness would be, de- I think would be debated, but ultimately they made a real run at signing Mike McGlinchey and got outbid. And this whole year is going to be about doing everything they can to see if Justin Fields is the guy or if they need to use their two first round picks next year to go get the guy. So I think they're going to take the top tackle on their board. I don't think they'll take the risk with Skaranski in the arm length and it'll come down to Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones. And I think that they're going to, even though there's the Ohio state connection, I think that they will take Broderick Jones tackle.
0: Okay. So they're going to pass on both the Illinois corner and the Northwestern son of a great packer with this pick or grandson yeah. of a great packer with this pick I think I
1: think that Broderick Jones played a ton of left tackle at Georgia but did play some right tackle and I think that Ryan Poles the former offensive lineman will say I want you to be our week 1 right tackle for he's an incredible athlete he moves in space he fits what they want to do on the offensive line. They tried to sign McGlinchey, like I said. It's the most glaring hole on the line. I think. I think Broderick Jones in this particular how it fell. Yeah. Would be who they would take. Yeah.
0: All right. So the Eagles come up at ten, then, because they yes. got this pick from the Saints in a trade last year. So the NFC champs pick tenth.
1: Yep, I, I think, think
0: they would be I think they would be very happy with how this board fell. So do I. <laughs> we know they love line play. Now even though even though they almost flirted with the idea of Slay leaving and it doesn't look like he's going to be there forever. Um I still think in this situation, given the age of some of the guys on the offensive line with Kelsey coming back for only one more year, Lane Johnson getting a lot older, uh I think they take Skaronski with the tenth pick in this situation, wow. and he would play left guard. Um, the idea would be for him to be left guard. Uh, move Landon Dickerson over to center when Kelsey retires. But I think for for just the first year, they probably have Dickerson and Skaronski at guard with Kelsey at center, and maybe Skaronski becomes a right tackle. I don't know. Probably not. But I just think they'd look at it like, okay, if we've got Quentin Nelson, if he's not a left tackle and he's just a great elite guard, I think they'd friggin' love that. So that's what I think they would do with this pick. I think they think about Van Ness big time. I think that that was that would be the other guy that I would consider for this pick. I think they really like him there.
1: Man, I I think that they would love to. To take the top
0: corner in the draft at 10. I think they value the trench play so much more. And with Cox and Graham getting older, I think they'd look at Van Ness. Losing they might even consider game. they might even consider, yeah, they might even consider Van Ness to be an edge guy. But
1: I taught we had the guy on who's training him in the offseason who trained Aiden Hutchinson and a bunch of other like top D linemen. Yeah. He says that he thinks Van Ness's best position in the NFL is edge rusher. Interesting.
0: Wow, that's funny because the guys who coached Iowa didn't even think he was good enough to friggin' start.
1: No, it's that's just... misleading. Ferenc is weird, man. He yes, he, he is. Start, he, he starts seniors. Oh God. Yeah, he he start. He, Van Ness had over four hundred and fifty snaps each of the last two years. <laughs> that is he, so weird. What, yeah, what he's, is, he he does he does he does ceremonial starts for seniors.
0: How Every is that? How is that possible in 2023? Yeah. What yeah. In yeah. the age of NIL, the transfer portal, he acts yeah. like it's Dean Smith on senior day and starts seniors.
1: Yeah. Every Christ game. Almighty. Dude,
0: every game. He starts upperclassmen every game. Good Lord. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> well, we had a lot of fun. This is, I think, I think people are going to love this taping. I so, really do. So I think you're getting booked in Houston,
1: um, Detroit, and Atlanta off of this. Congratulations on all of your success and fame. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to Spencer Ray. Subscribe, rate, review. He's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkins. We'll do 11 through 20 next week. 1st and 5
0: 2400 Sports is an odyssey company